Bordy. Hello and welcome to the Big Travel Podcast. I'm Lisa Francesca Nand. Something special happens in Ibiza, says one of my guests on today's episode. And I think this is absolutely true. I went to Ibiza to interview the Mambo Brothers. They are on today's episode and I stayed at their incredibly beautiful Hostal de la Torre, which is one of the best spots on the island for sunsets. So good, in fact, that it actually reduced me to a few tears when I was sitting there at sunset on the beautiful terrace of the lovely hotel, a gorgeous rambling Finca style hotel. And I had a cocktail and I was watching the sunset and the DJ was playing the most incredible chill out tunes. And it was just almost awe-inspiring. It was the greatest show on earth, really. The absolute greatest show on earth. And I do really, really love a sunset. So I went to Hostal de la Torre, where I interviewed the Mambo brothers, and they have incredible lives. And actually, when they say that something special happens in Ibiza, I think that something special happened to them, and they're really wonderful people. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Born in Ibiza to a Scottish mum and a Spanish dad, with their parents' Café Mambo attracting famous faces from music, fashion, stage and screen, the brothers eagerly awaited boxes of the latest vinyls to be delivered from Scotland. We talk about their perpetual childhood on this magical island, touring the world as DJs and getting to know the soul of Brazil, Bali, Australia, Asia, Africa all over the world to use these influences in their hotels, cafes, bars and restaurants. Recorded at the wonderful Hostel de la Torre, where the sunset brought me to tears, it's Alan and Christian, the Mambo Brothers. I'm Alan. I'm Christian. We're known as the Mambo Brothers, that we travel around the world DJing and looking at things, learning our things, enjoying things. Venues, places, food. We love food. It's good. Very good. Somebody's got to do it. So you grew up on the island? In Ibiza, yes. We're half Scottish. Never lived in Scotland. So our accent may be a little bit Scottish. From our, We get it from our mum. And we've lived here all our lives in Ibiza. How did your parents, so how did your mum end up here? Because your dad's a local, isn't he? Well, my dad, our dad is from the north of Spain, a place called Pamplona, where the bull running is. And they met many, many years ago. They moved to Ibiza in 1976, was it? Something like that? Yes. They came to San Antonio and fell in love with Ibiza. It must have been a completely different place then. I'm sure it was. We were not here then, so by what we hear about it, it's like, wow actually sounds great how undeveloped Ibiza was back then and San Antonio especially and maybe the tourism started maybe 10 years before they arrived 10 maybe 15 years as the first hotels opening up and all that so where are we now I mean I know where I am I don't you know I got here but I'm just asking you to explain where yeah I'm, I'm not that bad well we're in a little hostel uh say San Antonio Called Hostel La Torre. And it's absolutely stunning. Yes. A real, a really incredible find. I, I should uh, describe actually for the audio, we're sitting on the uh, the top of a beautiful terrace. We have the 
to see and uh, it's just absolutely stunning. There's little boats going past, there's rocks. We're going to be in the best spot ever on the island for later, aren't we, for sunset? Yes, and we think that this venue represents that time when my mum and dad moved to Ibiza. It still has that old, old school, old charm of what Ibiza was back in the days. I'm finding that because I grew up, I have a very similar background to you guys. I grew up in Malaga in the Costa del Sol. Um, and, you know, that's a different place now. But it feels, it feels like my childhood here. And I don't know about you guys, when I look back on my childhood in Malaga, I feel like it was almost like a, um, like it was a barefoot childhood. <laughs> you know, does that make sense? Was that what it was like, like, was like that growing up for you? Growing up in Ibiza was something amazing. We were lucky to be hanging out our early teens with amazing people. I remember meeting at Cafe Mambo people like John Galliano and Jeremy Healy. Back then, not even knowing what a famous designer was. You know, we did not know, I did not appreciate what, you know, I just thought that Jeremy Healy and John Galliano were hanging with very cool people. And I wanted to hang with them and meet them and be around them because... It was nice. They were surrounded by lovely people back then. That's what I remember. But I did not understand what, when I was 13, maybe nowadays you understand what a famous designer is. But back then in 1996 or 95, I did not know what uh, a worldwide famous fashion designer was and it's also what you compare it to isn't it because unless you like grew up in back in the UK you don't know that you're living like this you know incredibly magical exist- existence until you go back to I don't know Glasgow wherever it is in January and you're like oh shit you know? <laughs> well that happens every winter that we sit down and analyse what's happened in in our venues and who we've met and who we've been hanging with because Ibiza since the last 20 years has been a, a uber cool hub for amazing people, not just in fashion, music, entrepreneurs, who you meet in Ibiza is, has a big wall factor. When you sit down in the winter time and analyze, wow, we've met this guy, we've met this guy, we've met this guy, and it's like pretty insane and incredible. And we really appreciate it. You do, you, you acknowledge that it's, yeah, yeah. It's something special happens in Ibiza. There's something about um, international people that, uh, that grow up in a, you know, somewhere that where they're not necessarily from, obviously you are from here, but grow up somewhere, you know, out of um, the third culture kids, I think we're called. Uh, have you heard that term? No. Uh, I, I can't really work out what it means, but it's third culture kids. And I think there's just something special. I don't know about you, but when I went back home to, um, to live in the UK, I was 16 and I, you know, had the same sort of childhood as you guys had had we've had you know really lucky and you know villas and parties and beaches and you know running around barefoot and camping and just all this a, a lot of freedom um i i had to like curtail my stories when i got back home uh, to when people were like they were like that's bullshit or that's uh, or you know not not necessarily not believing me but just thinking i was a bit you know over the top but we but, you know I, we were lucky and really did appreciate it definitely at yeah. the time yeah we're still lucky we still live in a childhood in this island you are you're living in a yes. perpetual childhood especially as DJs yes yes we are so your dad started Cafe Mambo yes he did he did and uh, my par- our parents started it um, in 94 
my business Cafe Del Mar and it became successful very very quick and as my brother said we met amazing people we heard amazing music you know the track of the summer every summer meant something and it was it was yeah it was, it was incredible living did, that life they must uh, did they have any experience in the bar area the restaurant bar yes they own a bar from 10 years before called Bocanero a pub and my mother ran a Scottish pub so they had experience because it's, it's hard bloody work isn't it my dad had bars in Spain and it's really hard work it's eight days a week eight days it is absolutely and 24-7 isn't yes, it yes so you guys were there growing up and um, you know meeting all these incredible people at what point did you decide that you wanted to get into music into DJ well we've always been around music since even before Cafe Mambo because uh, Ibiza being just an island, it was difficult back then to get the music early 90s, the vinyls. So every two times every summer, friends from Scotland of my mum and dad would come with a box of maybe 30 or 40 vinyls of the tunes of the summer. So they would be those vinyls would be at home for maybe two or three days and that's where we used to experiment with beats and listening to vinyls and having and start learning what the mixing pattern was and you know back in the day it would be you know Dream Lover from David Morales and Maria Carey Space Cowboy we would have those vinyls and we would be you know mixing and, and learning that culture and getting really into it it seems crazy, doesn't it, to think about how uh, technology has moved on so much yes. that, you know, you were waiting for the yes. records and without that, you, yeah. didn't, you didn't have them, you yeah. know. Yeah. And then you decide, did you start to play in the cafe? Well, I, re I remember my first, um, we used to have this Bucanero bar back then that there was a bartender and at the same time he used to play music. So while he, I was always very looking, oh, there's only 30 seconds left on the vinyl, so I would just go and change it, and everyone would go, who, who's just changed the track? And it was me wanting to get involved in the, all the DJing and music side. I was already, I must have been like 10 years old or something like that, and suddenly flirting with the music and all that, one day I ended up playing a full night, and that's where it all kind of started, and... Little by little, Alan got more involved in, in music also, on the DJing side, and here we are nowadays, we've travelled all over the world. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. Obviously, this is the big travel podcast, and I explore uh, people's lives through travel as well, but how did that How did that first develop? Like, where was your... So you're playing here, and uh, where was your first, you know, sort of big gig? Our first big gig? I was in London, no? London. And there was a club called Pasha. London that I think if I'm not wrong it's beside Victoria Station and it does not exist anymore but yes that was our first big gig yes and, and it represented I think the an anniversary for Mambo Mambo I think it was the 15th anniversary probably or 20th 20th, 20th anniversary yeah you're then playing to like a completely different crowd that must have been really good yes feel very good feel and very where did it go from there how did you how did sort of how did it it developed from there well from there we started getting offers to play other places around the world and we 
somewhere that we've loved to play has been Sydney and Australia, which is mind-blowing, Bondi Beach and all that, and the, all the culture, food culture, music culture, health culture and people culture that there is over at that other side of the world is mind-blowing. We've been as well in DJing in Bali. Bali is amazing. DJing in Brazil and Uruguay, which is a place we really love because of the lifestyle and the chillness and the little chiringuitos on the beach. We love going to Uruguay or Punta del Este. My brother said Bali. We've been in Hong Kong. We spent four days there just seeing all the little cafes, restaurants, and nightlife, which we were shocked. Hong Kong possibly is one of the cities with most nightlife we've ever been. Yes. And dangerous nightlife, you know. <laughs> little little jazz bars and behind fridges or little Mexican tequila place. Melbourne, apart from Sydney and Australia, Melbourne it's, it's, it's one of the paradises for cafes in the world and restaurants and concepts. Breakfast culture. Yeah, bre best breakfast. Shaman Shake we love. We big scuba diver so the Red Sea is a very special place if you have scuba diver you, it's the best scuba diver in the world so yeah we've we've traveled a lot you know more will come you know it's, it's we had a chance to go to South Africa and swim with penguins swim with penguins I've never swum with penguins oh penguins what was that like? it, it's amazing they're really fast so you don't really see them for long under the sea very cold water <laughs> the coldest water we've swum well I've swum I didn't go in it no I wasn't brave enough. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> yes, and you know, and Cape Town to the south of South Africa is one of the best drives in the world. So, and we experienced that with a 70s Mercedes with a friend. So, he took us around. We experienced the vineyards there, Stollenbosch, uh, all the different white wine, red wine. Yeah, mind-blowing. God, it's, it's just a charmed life. And, you know, to be able to do, you know, anyone who's a musician or an artist or a, a DJ or, I don't know, to be able to do what you love and actually make a living of it, you know, that's... It's crazy. That's the best thing, right? Yeah, we're so excited. Like, next week, we're going to Sardinia to DJ. We're going to Puglia, you know, and we, we love food. So going to Italy and having some good pasta and good seafood, it's... It's going to be beautiful. So the family, have, you've, you've, you've branched out into, you've got the Hostella de la Torre here that we're, uh, we're sitting in. Have, are you, is that something you're doing more of? You mean opening venues? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have, with the family company has 15 venues, which some of the most successful have been open in the last six years. And which we consider, well, we are pretty sure they have been extremely influenced by, thanks to our travels and our lifestyle that we have when we travel because we get to see a, a lot of beautiful places and nice restaurants and nice cafes and nice clubs so yeah we're all all day we're like sponges we get all the idea we our phones taking pictures we see things we we trying to understand the soul of the venues when we travel so yeah, thanks to traveling, uh, we feel our company's doing way better. Oh God, I just 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 listening to it, I love your voices because you you get the uh, the you get the it's the Spanish, but you get the the, the the Scottish like thrown in. And you said traveling now, it's like it's so Scottish. It's a you know the amalgamation. It's interesting. 
Um, yeah, so you've got so you've got Hostel de la Torre, and um, are they all in Ibiza? Or? Yeah, all our projects are in Ibiza, and we love doing projects in Ibiza because we were born here, and yeah. we feel we have a lot to give to this island, and continue giving. With we feel we're in a stage of change a little bit, which we like. We like the what Ibiza has becoming. You know, there's nicer boutique hotels. There's way better restaurants than a few years ago. And there's more farms opening, you know, there's amazing farms in the north of the island. And we're just loving that side of Ibiza. And Ibiza deserves having these projects. More charming. You speak beautifully about the getting to know the soul of a, of a place. What do you think is the soul of Ibiza? Well, that's a big question. Well, Ibiza's a magic place, but... It's been magic for, for, for many, many years, way before uh, the hippies in the 60s uh, or the beatniks in the 50s. You know, we go way back 700 years before Christ. Already Ibiza had something that the Phoenicians saw. So Ibiza is a mind-blowing place, and it has a lot of charm since then. Ibiza, the charm now is the authenticity of what Ibiza actually is. You know, we've imported a lot of uh, things from around the world, a lot of concepts, which is not as charming as it should be. But when you play about with candles and recycled woods, and you can come up with a place with a lot of soul. And Ibiza deserves having more and more of this soul that locals already have by nature and understand a place. And now, like mushrooms, they're starting to be much more of this and people appreciate, for example, farm-to-table projects and, you know, circular projects and, and all this and recycling. It's happening more and more. And you can see that that is a lot of soul behind that. When the tourists have gone and it's winter, what do you guys end up doing? I mean, obviously you're travelling for work as well, but what do you end up doing here? We're mountain bikers. Are you? Fantastic. Yeah, Ibiza's a great, great destination. It's a world-class mountain bike. We have lots of mountains. And it's just, it is an amazing path. And the weather's amazing to do sports in winter. Because now, as you can feel, it's a little bit, a little bit warm. But in winter, the weather's perfect. It's sunny. It's like 18, 20 degrees, and you can just do lots of stuff outdoor, you know, hikes. Beautiful hikes. You can scuba dive in winter all the way till December. So, yeah, we do a lot. Obviously, we work in our venues. To, we, we do them up. We design them. We're hoping to have more venues for next year to show what, what Charmin Ibiza is and keep going. And, yeah, just... We love what we do, so we, we don't stop. Is there any downside to it? You, you travel and work together. Do you, I've got two boys, they're seven and ten, and they often like end up just punching the shit out of each other as that well. Used to hap- <laughs> that, that used to happen, but many You've years ago. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Is there any downsides to working together all the time? Well, not, not really. Not really, because we are focused into, you know, just keeping it exciting for us. And 
you know, finding new things to get our, like, there's always something to do. You know, we have several venues, so every now and then we have to put a little bit of love into each venue, so we sit down around the table and talk and see and, you know, focus on whatever problems that venue that we have to focus on in. So there's no time to for problems or, you know... Punching the shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what about Scotland? Do you go? Do you still have connections? We have connections. We have extended family there. The last time we went was many years ago to DJ. Yes. And that was a, an experience on its own. We loved it. Yeah, it definitely was, Scotland is... When you think of our ravers, you must be Scottish. Is wow, they're they're in their own league of partying and having a good time. Having a good time. And I'm guessing that most people want to come and visit you rather than that you going, you know, over there. Yes, yes, yes. But they're happy when we're there. It looks like they see me. I suppose they see Vita printed in our faces. <laughs> so uh, they get a smile straight away, and it makes them think of Ibiza when they see us. So. Uh, I think they love seeing us there. Ibiza is uh, is printed on your faces. Absolutely, you've got that look. That, again, you know, when I grew up, grew up in uh, grew up in Malaga, you know, with, with the tan and uh, the happiness. What's the uh, best party you've ever been to? Think anywhere around the world. What's the craziest night you've had? There we go. Craziest night. There's, there's too many. Wow. Yeah. Well, Hong Kong for sure was a crazy one. Is probably one of the places we see more crazy people on the same night in the same room yes just went crazy and remember we almost didn't make the flight to go to to Guadalampur we were with suitcase and we got half an hour before the flight and they still let us check in yes, yes. it was yeah, intense that it was, was very you just intense. come straight from the party yeah, yeah. Yes. The flight. I love it when that happens I love it oh we hated it at that moment yeah at that moment yeah. when you're having another drink it seems yeah. like a good idea at the time yes yeah. yeah obviously there's many in Ibiza nice parties you know from having late nights in Pasha which for us is one of the most amazing clubs in the world or high in Ibiza having late nights there to little house parties you know Ibiza is great. Or, like we do many nights, drinking wine in Casamaca in our own restaurant with friends till four or five in the morning and just chatting away about life. What's your top three things for any, anyone doing coming to Ibiza? What is your top three? Or top however many. But let's go for three, randomly. Well, you must watch a good sunset. That is uh, very special. Hostal La Torre is a great option. If you want something in a nice, beautiful, charming environment, Cafe Man was another uh, option for a good sunset. It's a little bit more vibey and a little bit more hectic, but wonderful. You've got the, you know, the sunset vibe and then the, the DJs that come in. You can have, you know, any Fatboy Slim playing or Felix the Housecat, Pete Tong, all those DJs playing, Fisher. That's one of the things. Another thing is um, enjoy a few of the beaches, you know. And the third thing to do is probably go to an authentic, uh, traditional Ibithenko restaurant on the beach, a hut or something, and you experience a little bit the, the really Ibiza. 
I'm going to ask you my last questions now. question now. My last question is always about music, because I this might be hard for you to answer, but I believe that music and travel always go hand in hand, you know, like the best nights and moments that I've had are yeah. often accompanied by an amazing soundtrack. So I'm going to ask you both to have a little sync, each of you. Um, if you had to name one song that reminds you of an incredible moment when you've been traveling, and of course, Ibiza is a place of travel, so it could be here. You know, that one moment when you're listening to the song and you're like, wow, what is that song and what is the moment? <laughs> you probably have these every night, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think my brother will be, when we were traveling in India, we went backpacking and we traveled uh, like backpackers and we done the third class routes with on train and on on bus 16 17 hour journeys going from agra to jaisalmer desert so we needed music to make us fall asleep so we were listening a lot of the uh, chill out music jose padilla sets at cafe mambo or la torre la torre cd you know, that we have from here that's soundscapes and it's very mellow and laid back. That helped a lot for our crazy journeys on third class on, in India. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're hardcore. They're very hardcore. Really hardcore. We thought that because we were doing the backpacking thing that we would see more Europeans doing the same thing, but we were the only ones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which has its pros and cons. <laughs> It's beautiful, but at the same time, you're saying, what the heck am I doing here? Yeah, absolutely. And that is a beautiful thing to, you know, move from your usual uh, travel. Because afterwards, we after the India trip that we done in third class, we met my mum and dad at the Raffles Hotel. Brilliant. And that was the, that was, you know, complete different. We were sleeping in beach huts for 80 cents a day in the Andaman Islands back in the day, you know. So you're going to go for the chill-out music on the Indian public transport. Okay, that's cool. And what are you going to go for? For, for a, a specific track. Yeah, a moment. It doesn't have to be your favourite song. I've had people like, um, you know, climbing to the top of Everest and then, you know, somebody's playing Britney Spears, you know, or something like <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, this is what's special with the, with the trail, but I'm trying to think. Such a, it's like so many moments with music. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's choose one. It's my song on the trip would be a track they've always talked about, but I love it, and it's Orbital Belfast. It's uh, it it, bring, it brings rhythm, it brings opera, it brings classical together, and it's like gush bumps all the time. And on that trip, I'm sure I've heard it like on repeat many times. Yeah, Orbital, very yeah. special for those yes. big moments, absolutely. And there's a track that gets played here a lot, yeah. and Ibiza on Mambo and Costa La Torre. I quite like it when uh, I was yeah. a Fat Boy Slim on the beach, because uh, I live in Brighton, and you know, obviously mm, yeah. he's a local. In fact, he said he's going to come on the podcast. I've interviewed him before, but not specifically for yeah. this, but I must, I must nail him down with a date, but he's actually always travelling. He's great. Yeah, he's amazing. And it, we, it was the 20th anniversary of the big beach boutique, and I've been to all of them uh, wow. so far. And so I was down on, in, the, in the very front, on someone's shoulders, and it was beautiful, beautiful beach weather in Brighton, which I don't always get. 
and he just dropped in um, All Saints Pure Shores. Wow. And it was just amazing, you know, totally unexpected. And there were pictures like aerial, I've got goosebumps yes. now, like thinking about it, but there was aerial shots of Brighton Beach. And, you know, we really love our town in Brighton. Yes. We really, a bit like it's here, a magic you know, place. Yes. It's a magical place. And he loves it as well. And he just dropped that in, and everyone was just like, oh, my God, that's amazing. It was just, yeah, I'm having goosebumps. Yes. I love it that music can do that to you. Yeah. Well, the last time we had that kind of feeling, I can say that, and that was this year in a club, in DC10, we wore it, and the guys of Kanye Music played an old 90s track called Please, Please Don't Go. Oh, yes, amazing. And we as were a not, last track. As a yeah. last track. And you never expect that in a club nowadays. Yeah. And just because that track, like we heard, used, my dad, as we said at the beginning of the interview, we had, had a pop, and they used to play it every single day. So the... The memories that came straight away just hearing that track was, wow, we were shocked. We were shocked. It was like, and it was six thirty in the morning. Yeah, lights coming in DC ten, and everyone like, wow, you know, hands up in the air singing. Yeah. So definitely, yes, we've had that was an amazing moment this year. Many, many moments. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Big Travel Podcast. Thank you. Really lovely to speak to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Big Travel Podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed my two Ibiza specials. We'll be bringing you more on-location specials from around the world as soon as we can. In the meantime, back in two weeks.